and welcome to Storytime with Tom and Mike. I'm Tom. And that definitely makes me Mike. Yes, it does. Yeah. How's it going? Yeah, it is. Uh, how's it going this evening, Mike? Uh, I am. I am fucking beat. I spent. Uh, it, it's always funny because things always seem to break, and things that you can repair always seem to need attention outside when it's like you know a hundred fucking degrees plus in the shade mm-hmm. and uh that seems to be the way that it goes uh this wasn't actually i mean some of it was mine just my stuff uh i was helping my brother uh fix a roof on one of his uh buildings and it's i mean it's been as so humid it's unbelievable which mm. that's tired me out and then also the other day i was trying to fix my motorcycle and it's funny it doesn't rain at any point in time when i'm trying not to do anything but when i am trying to actively do something i've got a carburetor pulled into pieces in in my parents driveway because that's where my toolbox happens to be right now and the sky's fucking opened up (laughs) and (laughs) as you may as you may well know water and fuel typically do not mix well, I'm no expert, but I do yeah. know that. Yeah, yeah. I do know so, that. So uh, that was that was uh, that was the the crux of of uh, me being like this. This has been a week of uh, spending a lot of time in the outdoors, sweating, and I guarantee you, I didn't lose a single pound during all of that. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing how you can shed enough sweat. That I, the other day, I literally wrung my shirt out. Like I, I can put off that much sweat, but then when it breaks down to it, you don't you don't lose any weight. You just no. like, wow, look at that! I I just shed literally uh, three pounds worth of of water and uh, nothing. I I actually I'm glad that you brought up weight loss because uh, last Sunday I began the journey again. Uh, started uh, watching my calories. Uh, Thursday was my cheat day, and I successfully negotiated an entire day post cheat day without caving into any kind of, you know, like desire to follow it up with like, ah, screw it, I'll just have a little more than usual. You know what I mean? Which is mm-hmm. usually how it would go. Um, and I'm tracking my calories, and uh, I actually did drop a couple pounds of what I assume was just straight up extra crap in my body. <laughs> you know, it wasn't fat or anything. It was like, it was just a loss of like so water what you're saying is your pants still fit the same as they did on Monday. Correct. But yeah. I'm on the track now, you know, I'm starting yeah. the, the long haul and it is, it is something that like, uh, it, it's a lifelong ambition of mine, you know, uh, ever mm-hmm. since I was probably, I don't know, 11, 12, I've been fat. Uh, And the last 10 years or so, I've been morbidly obese. I don't look it because it mostly just sits on my belly, but I have a lot more body fat than most people think I do. And it puts strain on my heart, on my lungs. You know, I get winded really easily. If I eat a big meal and I'm laying down, I get winded from laying down. You know, it's scary as fuck. Yes, and getting getting winded from completely not doing any kind of physical activity is, yeah, it's alarming. a uh, it's it's a harrowing experience. It's alarming. It's alarming yeah. to, it's alarming to have a panic attack and not know for sure if you're having a heart attack because the the chances of you having one are that great. Um, that it's a legitimate concern and not just mm-hmm. a, okay, I'm just having a panic attack every time. You have to gamble that. Do I go to the emergency room or do I maybe die? Like, what's going to happen here? Uh, It hurts to bend over and tie my shoes or to clip my my toenails. You know, there's all these little things about being heavy that that people don't know. And walking around with unkempt toenails and untied shoes is is dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> thanks for making <laughs> thanks for making light of my pain. That's I have great. the same fucking issues. I know dude. you do. I know you do. I know you do. It's yeah. a it's a commonality that no one discusses, but I think should be discussed. That little stuff is that you, that little stuff humanizes you to other people. It's saying, "Ew, look at that gross fat person. Oh man, I'm a suck." 
to be that uncomfortable be all the time about yourself like yeah. like like to feel that way about yourself um so yeah and i, I think as i told one of my friends the other uh, day uh it really has to do i think with sort of and this is going to sound really hippy dippy but sort of being able to accept and love yourself as you are first before you go mm. focusing on changing your shape or or whatever because you need to be doing it out of self-love and, and out of the legitimate desire to improve your health not just out of some obscure desire to look better or you're either going to become super super focused on how you look and become miserable or you're going to go into denial and you're going to fail mm -hmm. one of those and two things is going to happen it's not sustainable I applaud you after after hearing that uh, explanation because it sounds like you're in a pretty good place uh, between you yourself and uh, and 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 you. <laughs> I was, I was thinking, like me, myself, and I. There's no way to turn that around into a different tense without fucking it up. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> between you yourself and the you. Yeah, but. Um, yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not to that point yet. I don't. Uh, I don't have that self love, and I'm working on it. But and I'm acutely aware of it. But at this point, I'm just trying to get my my uh, mental facilities and everything everything in order there before I start to try to focus on something else. Oh, that self love thing isn't very easy for me either. I I, I didn't mean to it's imply. Difficult. Yeah. I didn't mean to imply otherwise. Oh, and, I wasn't implying that you were saying that. Oh, I'm just okay. saying that if you okay. are at that point. Oh, wow, that'd congratulations. be Congratulations. Awesome. Yeah. I'm far from that. And 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 we could sit here all night and discuss the where's and the why's of that, but that's not mm. really this isn't a psychology podcast. <laughs> this is a comedy podcast. I like I'm sure there's one site, somewhere out there you know. if you'd like to because uh, the only thing I'm gonna do is make fun of you and uh you know right, right. Not because I don't care, but because I do care. Mm. Yeah, I know. That's yeah, I know. And that's why it hurts all the more. Uh, and on the on the news front though, let me give you something something nice to to think about here okay my cat is having her kittens as we speak oh uh, really yes awesome. we had we had four already for christ's sake and it feels like there could be a fifth one in there and i'm like that is a massive i mean if you had seen my cat she was fucking humongous and before anybody says oh spay and neuter i do definitely believe in spaying and neutering but here's the thing an area that you might not have think would have been affected by the COVID was veterinarians, and we were unable to get our male cat in to get fixed. And we had had them from when they were very young, and by the time we were, he was ready to go get fixed, the fucking pandemic had hit, and we weren't able to get him in anywhere. Yeah. So this wasn't a, hey, we're going to breed cats and put more kittens out there or anything like that. It just... Unfortunately, uh, through our best efforts and our greatest of intentions, it finally happened. And uh, their gestation period is really short. Mm. I mean, it's something like seven weeks or something like that. It's crazy. Yeah. Like you think about humans, you know, you got months, you got the better part of it, you got three quarters of a year right. to prepare yourself for this. But with cats, it doesn't quite happen. But anyway, she was she was humongous. <laughs> my 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 adorable little thin kitty turned into uh, essentially a dumb dumb lollipop squeezed into a cat. You know that's kind of the shape that her 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 abdomen and everything took, and then mm -hmm. the rest of her looked kind of normal. <laughs> but yes, I will say four successful births at this point, and possibly a fifth. I don't know. It might just be that um, that there could be something else. I, mean, I don't know that cats are the same as people. I'm really uneducated on it, even though I was going, you know, we're, we're watching this happen as to whether or not they pass an afterbirth and everything also. Well, you're I have no a idea. fucking veter veterinarian. I mean. No, I'm not. But but my, my significant other did aid, because I was not home when this started, did aid uh, the first kitten in coming out because it came out breech. Oh, wow. And she helped to get it turned around and and out the right way so she saved that little kitten's life and wow. she was there to help with the with the three that came afterwards also it's wow. you know it's it's something 
And we said we would like to try to find homes for these little guys when uh, the time comes. Yeah. And when we get to that point, uh, I will talk about it again because I live in a I live in a fairly decent sized house. And I am just on the cusp of the crazy cat lady starter kit with my adults. And uh, if I add in four more kittens or five, uh, I'm going to go over the edge of crazy cat lady. Yeah. Because that will will leave me with, uh, what, 10 or 11 cats in my house. And it just, I mean, six of them is not a big deal because I got plenty of room and they all have their own areas and they do their own thing. But when you start crowding, yeah, that that's that starts to become a problem. Here's the thing: uh, if uh, if you get a po- if you if you hear from the podcast and you get the cat because of the podcast, you'll have an official story time with Tom and Mike. Cat. Yes, and I, I may it may include some some sort of branded um gear like maybe like maybe a water bottle or a little cat sweater or or even uh maybe a homemade cat toy with our with our name on it that'd be nice right yeah yeah Yeah. handcrafted by me because i'm the one who uh who does the uh sewing and crafts and everything yeah yeah i'll just be coming up with the logo yeah oh yeah i'm I'm, and and believe me i'm certainly not you know uh saying like oh i'm the one that crafts oh i bet nothing like that you do stuff yeah yeah you do stuff for this that that i can't even begin to look at it like i know you're not a superhero (laughs) guy i know you're not a superhero guy but you understand the concept of the avengers right yeah basically each year you don't send the hulk in to bring something to the table yeah exactly exactly like everyone everyone on the team has their own and it's a small team (laughs) but yes um, we are literally at the minimum of what could be called a team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But we have a lot of support and you know outliers and and listeners and 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 frequent contributors. Guests and stuff. Contributors, yes. Speaking That's of right. contributors, I want to thank Jimmy for the awesome review on iTunes. If you want to get in on some of this nice, nice action, just fire up iTunes and look for Storytime with Tom and Mike and drop us a review. Five stars, one star. Give us a reason why you like or don't like us. If you don't like us, why are you taking the time to listen? I don't really understand that. Yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy needs to be Jimmy needs to be on here with us. Jimmy, yeah, at Jimmy, some point. Yeah, I agree because Jimmy has brought so much to the show. He's given us so much content. He's so um, uh, enthusiastic and has been yeah. enthusiastic about the show from the fucking beginning. Like I think from like episode like from the first week or second week that we were pushing out episodes, and that was when we were pushing out episodes every day. Yeah, as you'll recall, right at the beginning of the whole COVID nineteen thing, we were pushing out episodes every day for those who are just now starting to listen. Sometimes I feel like we've been doing this for a year. It does feel because, that way because because we squeeze so much out of such a short period of time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're like oh my god, we we're, we've been doing this forever. Yeah, and then you're like, no, you've only been doing it since like March, and I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, huh. yeah, and, and I look when I think about that now. I just think like, how the hell did we do two episodes a night every other night? Because that's I don't know our recording schedule for quite a while. Yeah, for it was a month, right? Yeah, it was at least a month, uh, if a, not if not like six weeks. Uh, every yeah, because it, other night. Yeah, and it just got to be a little bit too much for uh, you know for certain aspects of things when we had stuff going on and i just you know i would i would love to be able to do that and not have to worry about it but well yeah life happens man i'm sure if if we're one in the one in a hundred million podcasts that gets lucky enough and that has talented enough people involved to become worthy of getting paid for you know what i mean of getting mm-hmm. Like, and I don't know that we're there. I don't know that I have that level of talent. I'd love to say that I do, but. Yeah, I have, I have no idea. I, I don't, I don't even know. Cause I've listened to some podcasts that are. Actually funny. Production than us. Well, no, I mean, I've listened to some that are larger than us that I don't think have anything on us. Oh, I agree. And I've listened to some others that I'm like, they're 
they're light years ahead in certain aspects because everything that they do just flows so smoothly. But I think that that can be lent to a lot more time doing this. Right, right, right. Like, you know, than we have. One of my favorite podcasts is um, My Brother, My Brother and Me. That's exactly who I was thinking of. Their stuff always feels poignant and funny and well, you know, well done, just well done. The things to remember are one, They've been doing it for 10 years plus. That's one. Mm-hmm. Two, all three of them are either a theater major or a communications major with with education, with education with training at Marshall College. I think they're um, also brothers. They are brothers, yes. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. why – oh, yeah, the name. And so that means that they've had their entire lives – to work on their shtick. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, so have we, but we we've had, we've had 25 plus years. Yeah. <laughs> but we haven't had that much time online and we ha- don't no. have an audience. I think having an audience to interact with helps build you up and, 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 and also tear you down in all the necessary ways. And that's why Jimmy's so are, fucking important. Exactly. Absolutely. That's a hundred percent correct. That was exactly and my brother also. My brother yeah. listens to all of our a episodes silent, too. Yeah, a, a silent, uh, a silent fan of the show, but a fan nonetheless. And I'm glad he did they... leave a review. Uh, remember, you did put that on the uh, on the Dem Beans dot biz. That's D E M B E A N S dot biz for all your story time with Mike and Tom needs. <laughs> We're Tom and Mike. Whatever, <laughs> you know. Sometimes I gotta, you know, throw a little barb in there. But oh, yeah, uh, yeah. So, sometimes you need to reverse the end of the show and and uh, swipe the hey, rug out from under your co-host. We gotta keep that shit, you know, unexpected and fresh. Yeah, yeah. You know, in that little tiny way that I'm, I'm able to do. It. I'm not fresh right now. I can tell you that. I wish. Uh, for the listeners out there that I could uh, I could have taken a shower before we began this, but I did not have enough time with everything going on today because being out in that heat, I uh, I smell like a uh, the inside of a construction truck. Uh, wow. Yeah, well, you I'm, know, a little, I'm a little gamey. This is a little interesting uh, to me, just the fact that, you know, being this is an audio medium, and even a video medium, as long as you weren't visibly filthy, you would probably not come off as smelly. And that you fully divulge that information freely and um, quite eloquently. I, I embrace it. That's why. Because I earned this. You earned your stink. This this you know, malodorous state that I'm in. Yeah, I earned today. my state. I, I just I like to say malodorous too. It's just uh, it's it's kind of a fun thing to say. Witness my glorious stench. Oh yeah. Yes. Drink it in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Ooh>, it's stinky. <laughs> Did I tell you about the last time that I went rollerblading what happened? No, you did not. I'm pretty sure. I think I might have brought it up to you in private. It could be on the uh, on the UG stuff. But um, there was a skating party at a roller rink uh, not far from here. And I had this pair of rollerblades that looked like – they looked almost like, like hockey skates. Like they were pretty decent quality ones, not the cheapy ones, you know, you can pick up at Walmart or you could at least at one point, I don't know if they still sell them. I guess they do, uh, you know, for like, you know, 30 bucks, you could pick up a pair of rollerblades. These are ones that were pretty decent that were used, but they looked brand new. So I'm going around the rink like once, twice, three times All a lady. Of a sudden, yes. Of course I became a lady. Then I was wearing a dress because, um, you know, that's, that's the way I roll. But, uh, I'm coming around the rink and I'm probably about halfway around and all of a sudden, uh, the skate blow, one of my skates blows out. And I don't just mean blows out like something just broke on it. I mean the whole fucking side of the skate broke open. Jeez. And my socked foot was laying on the floor. Wow. I managed somehow not to fall, not to trip anybody else, not to get run over, get my toes broken, etc. Not to and snap I, your ankle in half. Yeah. 
I decided to take and uh, and try to limp on one skated foot out of the way, and the other skate did the same thing. So I'm standing there, and if you looked at me from behind as you were coming up on me, it looks like I broke both of my ankles, and my feet were laying flat <laughs> on their sides on the floor. <laughs> you start screaming. Just, <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's, and there's this kid with like with like a referee shirt on. He was the uh, you know referee. the employee that's out there helping everybody. He's the referee doing skating laps. Yeah, he's the referee of the laps. Yeah. And they were doing like a a limbo contest also. And some of these people that were able to get themselves into such a compact shape to go under the limbo bar with skates on was fucking amazing. But beside the point. I thought, okay, great. This kid will like help me get off the floor. He basically comes over and is like, Hey, are you okay? And I'm like, and he's like, okay, and he, like skates off. <laughs> so here I am halfway across the freaking rink. And I gotta like do this awkward waddle with two busted skates <laughs> that are still tied to my legs. <laughs> oh my god, it was it was something. And that was the last time I went <laughs> that's the last time I went to skating coincidentally Shuffling. so far shuffling away like a broken robot just <laughs> i just i mean I, it was it was kind of mortifying because what it looked like was hey check it out the fat guy busted the skates because he weighed too much for them and um, the, the the seriousness of it probably was what really happened these skates were used like i said they were probably uh you know worn to the point and they had been sitting for years before i before they were at my house for years before i put them on they were probably just weakened a little bit and yes you know i'm sure that my my frame didn't help it any but that was not the sole reason that they broke well, but uh it was kind of embarrassing yeah and you're very lucky you weren't b- badly hurt how long i'm glad yeah how long ago was this? Uh, probably two, Weeks. two or three, two or three years. Now it's years. <laughs> it was it was years. It was a couple of years ago. Uh, two or three years ago it was. Two or three hours. I'm just lucky ago. I didn't like get my fingers crushed or my ankle broken or anything like that. I yeah. walked away from it unscathed except for my pride, and of course my skates, which I had then to take home and throw out because they didn't have any trash can big enough for the rink. I am I am fully uncomfortable both on skates and on uh, rollerblades uh, of any kind, like roller skates, rollerblades, ice skates, you name it. I am I am about as uncomfortable as a person can be on their legs in in that situation. And uh, See, now I love I love skating. I played hockey. I played ice hockey. You know, in a uh, in like an adult recreational league for a, a little bit, and uh, I played roller hockey before and everything. And I mean, I, I basically skated all the time when I was, I was uh, when I was a teenager. Well, that's just the thing. At home. I, so when I was a kid, I skated, uh, and I'm saying like kindergarten age, maybe. Mm-hmm. I skated um, like in this like. I want to call it like a league or something. It was, there was an arena, a big arena in Hershey. Mm -hmm. and We would go and skate in there. And I wore this goofy costume and there was this big show. And I'm sure it was only like the parents and maybe like a couple thousand people tops. Like, I mean, that's That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. But in my mind, that stadium was completely packed. And the lights are all shining down on me and I just, I freaked out. Like I did my little part of the thing. And then I just wanted to go and be with my parents for the rest of it. Cause I was just like, I'm super uncomfortable. I don't want to be under these lights. You were part of a figure skating club. Yeah. It was like a figure skating thing. Hmm. Yeah. I did a show and everything. I, I, I had this goofy clown costume. I never knew that about you. Yeah. So let's talk about stuff we found on the internet. What did you find on the internet this week? Da da da. Yeah. So what did you find on the internet this week, Mike? What did I find on the internet? I found a video that was kind of a uh, an ad in between my uh, my YouTube watchings, and I do subscribe to I don't know an embarrassingly large number of channels. Uh, from things varying from uh, sewing to auto mechanics to motorcycles to guitars. I mean, my my varied interests are definitely um, 
um, displayed in in my in my subscriptions and that. And normally I would just go ahead and click right by those ads because I find most of the ads, especially this time of the year, regardless of which uh, side of the political aisle you are, are on, these political ads are fucking annoying. I don't care who your candidate is yeah. or anything like that. They're all annoying. Every single one of them is annoying. Yeah. Like, oh, he's lying. No, he's lying. No, he's lying. It's a, you know, it gets old really fast. Yeah. My point You're being, stupid. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, my point being, I typically will go fast, but this guy caught my attention because he said something to the effect of, um, shoes are supposed to be comfortable, and here's why I stopped wearing uncomfortable shoes. And I was like, okay, why the fuck would you be wearing uncomfortable shoes? Like, who in their right mind would wear uncomfortable <laughs> shoes? You know, and I decided to sit there and watch it. It was like a three-minute ad, and I was like, I got I got three minutes. I've wasted more time on less important things than my feet, right? So uh, it was basically an ad for this site called Zero Shoes, and it's spelled X-E-R-O, not Z-E-R-O, shoes. And this guy makes shoes that don't have, like, arch supports and all this other stuff in them. Because his philosophy and his wife's philosophy is that your your body was made to be able to do certain things, and when you take away your body's need to compensate for, we'll say, you know, your arches, when you take away your body's need to compensate for walking on certain terrain and supporting your weight and everything like that, you actually make it weaker by doing that. So I wear shoes with arch supports in them, we'll say, I've weakened my body's response to any kind of terrain that is, you know, um, uh, uneven or anything. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So they've come up with these shoes where they basically don't have any of that kind of stuff. So you, you retrain your body to be able to react to terrain and so forth via your feet and it's supposed to make, you know, you, the shoes are supposed to be more comfortable and, um, you know, supposed to lessen aches and pains and everything. Hmm. But I guess my question is how, how well do they cushion impact um, if for like r running on like hard surfaces and stuff like that? Funny you should ask. I will, I will let you uh you know, look for yourself on the well, website. I am. I am looking at the website. Yes, but the shoes do have, they still have padding. They still have soles. They just don't have uh, some of the things that, you know, like I said, arch supports and and uh, stuff like that. I mean, I, I know I have arch supports. I'm kind of stuck on that. And since you asked me, I'm, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm getting uh, caught up in that. But Basically, you know, like if you took a regular shoe and tried to twist your shoe and you took a regular shoe and you tried to fold it in half, what do you think is going to happen? You're uh, not going to be able to. Right. These do have numerous points of articulation where you can, you know, you can take these shoes and twist them and bend them and everything. So it is more like a natural walk than it is you standing on top of a platform and clopping along on it. I, I, you, get, I, you get what I mean? I get that. My question on that is, is that doesn't that not really provide very much ankle support then? Well, it appears to me that they don't have a lot of options as far as ankle support is concerned. Which which would be a trouble for me. So from what I've noticed, they have like one pair of of uh, foot coverings that uh, that go up over the ankle. So I don't, or maybe two. I, I don't I don't have the answer for that. I really don't. Yeah. Everything that, that I that I've looked at, you know, as far as this was concerned, uh, more had to do with the feet and not with the area above. But I guess part of their um, philosophy is that if you take care of your feet the other things that are in line with your feet will will fall into place. You well, know what I, I mean? I think that's probably accurate. I don't know. It just uh, – it, it's interesting, and they look comfortable as hell. I mean, I'm yeah, looking at them their now. their sandals look super comfortable, and so do their sneakers. And the prices aren't unrealist, aren't, you know, out there either. I mean – yeah. We're talking like for a pair of uh, sneakers, essentially, it's like one hundred nine dollars. Yeah, that's yes. that's not bad. That's not Same bad. With their for, hiking boots, their hiking yeah, boots for something that I mean, and, and they look cool too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they I mean, have. They, they look, look like fun. cool shoes. So you know, I mean, I was just 
throwing that out there, that's the thing. That's something that stood out to me this week enough that if I, I left it open in my in my uh, Internet Explorer on my phone, then it's something that I wanted to come back to and look again. Now, the fact that I have literally probably about 246 tabs open isn't really indicative of the fact that I go back and look at stuff. <laughs> if I go all the way to the top here, what do I have? How to make a uh, gooey Philadelphia German butter cake and then uh, men's sh- make an apron out of a men's shirt. And then I want to get a tattoo. And there was a tattoo design that I, that I came up with literally, I don't know, two years ago. And I still have the stuff up for that. <laughs> so one of these days, I'm going to look at all these tabs. <laughs> Maybe. Why don't you save them as bookmarks so that you don't constantly have 800 tabs open? I don't know, because that's my thing. I you see. Know. I see. So that was my that was my thing I found on the internet. Right. I know that it was kind of a commercial for Zero Shoes, but maybe they'll catch on to this and they'll be like, hey, Mike, we want to send you and Tom both a free pair so that you can see what our shoes are all about. Because I am tough on shoes. I will tell you that's why I wear boots most of the time. I have to say that this 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 sort of habit that we have of uh, giving away free ad copy probably doesn't suit well for any future advertisers because they're going to be like, well, are you going to also make you know talk about fucking Pluto TV? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Because like, here's the thing: if somebody's giving us advertising money i won't talk about anybody else's shit okay (laughs) period hey i want to make it very clear we will sell out and we will sell out cheap fucking right you don't (laughs) even i mean hell send me send me free some swag and i will talk about you all the time and i will ignore everything else (laughs) uh yeah i like i like hats and shirts and stuff you know that's yeah yeah, any any cool stuff. Stickers. I'm a big sticker guy. Oh, I do. I like stickers. You should see yeah. my guitar amp. I have stickers all over it from stuff. Because every time I find a sticker, I put it on my amp. And my yeah. amp probably doesn't like that too much, but you know, I didn't <laughs> ask its opinion. So this <laughs> week on the internet, I found a little rabbit hole Ooh. on the New York Times website of all places, posted yesterday, July 23rd, 2020. No longer in the shadows, Pentagon's UFO unit will make some findings public. For over a decade, the program, now tucked inside of the Office of Naval Intelligence, has discussed mysterious events and classified briefings. This is sort of a continuation to a couple of months ago, I think it was like the end of April, the beginning of April. Um, We got this sudden uh without any real like fanfare uh the, the pentagon or the, or whatever said hey yeah yeah so uh these videos yeah they're real mm-hmm. and no one said shit about it and now the pentagon is 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 going to make public or at least not trying to hide the study that they're doing now they have other things that i guess make it like under you know like secret classification but Mm -hmm. they're not trying to hide what they're doing either it's really interesting it's kind of like yeah we're fucking around with ufos um you don't get to know anything about it though fuck you um so there's this guy Eric W. Davis, an astrophysicist who worked as a subcontractor and then as a consultant for the Pentagon UFO program ever since 2012 2007 uh, has said that in some cases, examinations of the materials had so far failed to determine their source and led him to conclude we couldn't make it ourselves. Mr. Davis, who now works for Aerospace Corporation, a defense contractor, said that he gave a declassified briefing to the Defense Department agency as recently as March about retrievals from off-world vehicles not made of this earth. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. It is. Now, I have a, a, a little aside about him, and we'll get to that in just a moment. But at the end of this article, I found this amusing and frustrating at the same time. Public fascination with the, UF, the topic of UFOs has, of course, and this is my ad in me saying that that's my editorial, has drawn in President Trump, who told his son Donald Trump Jr. in June in, in an interview that 
he knew some very interesting things about Roswell. Oh, of course he does. So, so he talked to his son through an interview. That's the uh, yeah, way this uh, reads. Uh, that's how it reads. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like, we don't actually talk anymore. He has to interview me. A city in New Mexico that is central to speculation about the existence of UFOs. The president demurred when he said if he would declassify any information on Roswell. I'll have to think about that one, he said. Oh, is, is this like one of those things that's almost like a paywall where he's like, if you want to know the story, you got to give me another four years yeah. and then I'll tell you. No, you got to sign up for a Trump card. Yeah, I'm not I'm not that curious, to be yeah. honest. But yeah, you got um, to sign any... up for a fucking <laughs> Trump card and then you get the benefits, you get the hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, and it's like um, different levels of support, like a Kickstarter. So if you pay... You got to go like the platinum level to get any kind of information about oh, Roswell. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's and that's uh, one hundred and fifty million dollars per month. Yes. <laughs> and then there's like a double platinum where you actually get a small piece of an alien uh, autopsy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> yep. Or like a, a chunk of spacecraft. Just like, oh, yeah, I want a chunk of spacecraft. Just a small one, man, you know? We did talk about UFOs on an earlier podcast, and the videos uh, that we viewed, I don't remember if we linked them on on we, our site or not. We did. We did. Uh, they're but we're, we're very compelling. Oh, yeah. And, you know, even the little bit, I, mean, I know you've, you've probably looked into this a lot more than I have over the years. But even the little bit of stuff that I know about materials that they've come up with from these crash sites that couldn't possibly have been manufactured because nobody knows how to make them. Well, here's the thing. And everything is 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 amazing to me. Blows my mind. For us to say we don't know how to make it now um, is like – well, okay, maybe someone else does, but 1950s, the 1940s, someone yeah. not knowing, someone knowing how to make material like what they're describing, there's no fucking way in hell. I mean, no. I'm, I'm looking at the video. I'm going to be linking to the New York Times article because the video at the top it has it again, and you're watching this ship dive into the sea and then come back out and which fly is inexplicable. Up. It, it's any it's, other way. Yeah, there's no other way to put it. It's just – it defies physics as we yes. understand it. Nobody makes an aircraft that is capable of traveling at that rate of speed, breaking the plane on water without cracking into a billion pieces or exploding, and then coming back out of it and you know, flying around. I, I, it's, it, it's, it's amazing. Now, if somebody I do, does have that technology, they need to, uh, you know, let us know about it. Just us, nobody else. We'll tell you guys about it, though. If um, we out. <laughs> now, the really interesting thing I'd like to bring up about this uh, character I brought up before, Eric W. Davis, this astrophysicist, mm -hmm. is that he actually studied under a guy named uh, Hal Putnoff. Um, a parapsychologist who studied Yuri Geller and decided that Yuri Geller was indeed a, 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 had psychic phenomenon. It was later shown that late that Yuri Geller, in fact, was a complete and total con man who used mm. sleight of hand and other illusionist tricks to do all of his spoon bending and other miraculous things that he did. Like he was the guy who would get on television and bend spoons in front of people and and shit like that. Mm. Yeah, but th there was a whole it was a whole trick. I mean, it was it was like trick spoons and a lot of sleight of hand and all this other stuff. But he fooled a lot of people into thinking that he was psychic and that he had like you know telepathy and and telekinesis and all these other powers. I and, would never invite him to my house because I can never find the good spoons when I need them anyway. Well, maybe he could find them for you. But then he fucking bend them. So that's not going to work for me. I can do that by trying to scoop ice cream for crying out loud. <laughs> all I'm saying is let's take all of that into consideration. You know, like the, this guy's the guy that this guy worked for. Uh, was was uh, a disciple of Yuri Geller and believed that Yuri Geller could do no wrong, and 
that guy and turned out turned out to be a complete con artist someone like that making a statement like well these are planets not of this earth he, he's not in a position of any authority as far as i'm concerned and he's certainly not speaking for the pentagon so the article no. is a little misleading at least the way people are, are pitching it like i found this through joe rogan's thing and of course it was sensationalized and i'm like as you read the article, the the man made not of or not man made not of this earth is just an, a a quote from this douchebag, who does not represent the scientific community. He's a single guy. You just you just had to bring up Joe Rogan, didn't you? I did have to bring up Joe Rogan because mm. we haven't brought up poop yet. <laughs> too late and you, you have, did the double shot i have a tenuous relationship with joe rogan and his product and his message i like the guy but at the same time i don't like the influence he has on the 20 something bro community <laughs> <laughs> and having been to one of his shows that was his overwhelming audience like you know there are people like me and then there were a bunch of guys like hey fucking move you guys i want to meet joe hey hurry <laughs> up and take your fucking picture you pussy you know that kind of shit it was like, like literally yelling this at people oh fuck yeah it was bullshit it was did like, any of them get punched in the mouth not as far as i know but i am yeah. the front of the line thankfully through sheer luck yeah, Joe himself no, you know. is great. Like I, I, I was taking a picture, and then I didn't want to be any trouble. I didn't want to like hold everybody else up. <clears throat> and he was like, "What? You're not getting a picture? Come on, man! You're gonna wish you got a picture. Don't fucking let these people push you around. Here, you take his phone. You take a picture now." And it was like, <laughs> "Picture with me," and you don't say no to the dude because he's just got like a certain je ne sais quoi about him. It's like, yeah, you don't say no to the dude. Just fucking take the picture, hand the phone back to the guy. Awesome dude. You know what I mean? Like from mm -hmm. the impression I got from him, he seems like an awesome person. I just don't always agree with everything he has to say. And as I said, I do have concerns about some of his audience, and they're like. Listen, man, it's all about you got to have alpha brain. You know, <laughs> they want to be him. And it's really upsetting because they forget that the Joe Rogan that you're listening to on the podcast is also something of a character because he's playing for an audience of like fucking three million listeners. Mm -hmm. You know, he's got a shtick. It's just like anything else that you do professionally. You develop. He will put anybody on the air. I don't think he's always willing to have those people in his living room, but he'll, <laughs> but he'll have them in his studio. Does that, does that kind of, yeah, I get what you mean. Does that get, I mean, like that's where I hey, feel like there's that's a little where ratings bit of, come from, man. Yeah, exactly. I, I would be willing to meet with some people. I don't particularly enjoy the company of if, if it meant, you know, Hey, this, this show will be the most popular show you guys ever produced. You'll, you know, get all these new fucking sponsors for it and shit like that. Like, yeah, all right, cool. Because talk maybe about Alpha, you made me think. I had a previous boss that used to constantly point out to me that she was of a type A personality and I was not. So things weren't going to work between us trying to work together and that always irritated the shit out of me because I think that that whole type A type B personality crap is fine if, if you know if you believe in that kind of stuff but I think somebody can go through those personality types uh, uh, and not always be the same one mm, I, I guess there are some people that are type A that are driven that would be alphas so to speak but uh people aren't always like that and you might not be a type a personality one day but something really lights your fire and gets you going and you suddenly become like that and that just always has irritated me and anybody who anybody who describes uh things in that respect uh i automatically without thinking about it kind of shut off a little bit 
the way I look at it is uh, I'm not calling myself an alpha. I don't yeah. think of myself as an alpha. Oh, I'm not. You but know, I feel that anyone who claims to be an alpha is probably compensating for something, which is not a very alpha thing to do. True. I think a properly alpha person, if such a thing exists, which I kind of doubt. But if there is an alpha person, they're probably pretty quietly confident about it. Yeah. And they're probably pretty fucking rare. Um, I think we don't know about the alphas because they're the people that are super intelligent and and gifted um, technologically or however it happens. Not like to, I don't mean to say like they have a lot of technology, but that they're able to work with that kind of stuff, like a Bill Gates person type mm. person. But nobody knows about them because they don't, you know, throw it out there all the time. That's what a true alpha would be to me. Somebody who leads by example and doesn't need to jerk themselves off over it. Well, right. I, I, I guess I agree with that. Yeah. Um, um, you don't have to if you don't want to. That's my opinion. Oh, no, I'm just thinking in terms of like that's a self-made person. That I almost see that as someone who is self-actualized. Which it transcends the the concept of the alpha entirely in my book to become yes, self actualized. Yes and, no. yes and no. I think that it still lends itself to to a quiet confidence in leading by example. Still, you know, like to me, that's my understanding of it. Mm -hmm. So, because a lot of the people that'll say they're alphas are normally the type that'll wear a hat that says I'm an alpha and will tell you every single possible thing, especially in the business world. They will constantly be telling you about how they are the ones that are the smartest and and, mm -hmm. and, and the best and, and everything else just to kind of try to rub it in your face and yep. be obnoxious about yep. it. So that's why I'm saying, you know, everything I yeah. do, I succeed I shit excellence. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, I had a, like I, that kind of person. I knew a, a guy like that in the army. He's like, everything I've ever tried, I've been good at. I'm like, well, which that's may great. very well be true. You ain't got to be. Apparently, being a dick is also something that you tried and were really good at. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I wanted to say, like, have you ever tried being fucking humble? Yeah, <laughs> but you know, someone so, like some that. Some people like, like a little humility. Yeah, <laughs> humility. Is, I I heard a person once say humility was for weak people. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah. And I was like, that's not how that works, bro. Shutting off an entire emotion or emotional subset, that's not like, that's you call not me bro, strength. bro. That's right, bro. You're you're not my bro chief. Yeah, well, you're not my chief, buddy. Well, you're not my buddy, pal. I, I, I don't I don't want to get caught into a whole thing about coronavirus because I just don't. But we're seeing numbers spike. The leader of the free world even came out finally and said that, uh, you know, masks are patriotic. Mm, mm -hmm. So very interesting response. Yes. And yet I'm still seeing people not social distancing, not wearing masks. I went past a place today. They have seating on the outside, but it's in a fucking tent. And the people are literally sitting on top of each other. And I'm like, you and you and you, you're all the reason why this is never going to go away. Like, we're going to be stuck with this for years because none of you can take a moment and go, hey, wait a second. This is bigger than me and my comfort. Maybe I should just, you know, try to not eat out constantly. You know, I just, I, I wanted to just say something about that. That's all. Well, I know a couple of people who are anti-mask and I've had conversations with them and not really gotten very far with that. Well, no, because um, as a society, for the most part, uh, I have my idea and you're not going to change my mind. And uh, in, in, if you're coming at me with any kind of negative connotation to my idea. Even you know, if you're kind of even if even even if you're not coming at it from a negative, even if you're simply coming at it from an objective point of view, people want to believe what they want to believe, mm -hmm. and that's simply how it was. And you know, at a certain point, I was like, "Well, listen, I'll listen to whatever evidence you have that you want to share with me, but don't ex you know, 
don't expect me to just turn on a dime and change my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, I have my opinions and mine are based on the evidence that I have in front of me. Science. Uh, science. <laughs> um, and I find it frustrating that uh, to their perspective, it's about their rights being trampled. It's like, okay, well, you know, I don't agree with that, but maybe how you were raised and maybe the environment you're from paints your, 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 the, the, the topology of your world in that way. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's like Lindsay was saying a month ago, uh, extending grace to these people. But at the same time, I'm angry because I feel like I'm having to stifle my own beliefs just to let that person have their say because I don't want to have an argument with them. Well, I mean, that's... It's kind of the uh, the way that this stuff has worked lately, where it's uh, one freedom, one person's freedom versus another person's freedom when it comes to everything, and um, it's it's kind of it's kind of ridiculous. Like I, I don't I don't even know how else to describe it. If you if you really think that because you're wearing a mask, your your personal freedoms are being infringed upon then I don't know what, I don't know. I don't, there's no way I can tell you any different than what you're thinking because I can't, I can't wrap my head around that. Right. You know, you're either going to wear a mask now and be courteous to your fellow man and everything, or eventually you're going to wear a mask in the fucking hospital. You know, there's one way or the other. And yeah, there are people that don't wear masks that will make it through without getting anything. And there are people that wear masks that will not make it out, will not make it through without getting anything. It's not 100% foolproof, but it makes your chances better. Yeah. And it's it's proven. I mean, if masks don't matter, then why do doctors wear masks when they're performing surgery? I mean, why why aren't they just breathing all their germs and their and their breath into your fucking open you know cavities and everything when they're doing surgery? Because germs are transmitted through the air by breathing right right you know would would, would any of these people and I, and I asked this before and i don't mean to get on a tangent and you'll do with this whatever you whatever you please but um would you accept uh, a surgeon you know saying to you hey i need you to go ahead and sign off on this waiver uh, because I'm not going to wear a mask, and you're just saying that that's okay with you. W- would you allow that to happen? No, absolutely no, you not. You absolutely would not allow that to happen. And I know that that's an extreme example, and possibly you could say false equivalency. Well, but just understand. Understand. I guess my take on it is this: there is no point in trying to educate someone who does not wish to be educated. You are 100% right about what you're saying. You're preaching to the choir. And I think that anyone, I think that that almost everyone who's listening to this probably is of a similar mindset. And Hey, if you're not story time with Tom and Mike at gmail.com, hit us up. Tell us why you disagree. Or, yeah, even drop us a comment on dembeans.biz. Yeah, do something like that. I mean, anything. Like I tell you to call in, but uh, we don't have no. a hotline. No, we don't have a hotline. You could send a carrier pigeon, but I, I don't mean, have a place for them. So you have to find the nearest one to me, and I'm not telling you where I live. Oh, make it extra, <laughs> extra hard for you. Just use smoke signals. <laughs> hmm. According to my smoke signal translator, it's an app you download. Yeah, yeah. You, you just, just hold put, it up there and take a picture of it, and, and it analyzes <laughs> it. How frequent? Every three seconds. Mm-hmm. Ah. Did you did you know that our alma mater for their yearbooks for this year um, decided to have. Um, People who graduated to feature in the yearbook, people who graduated from our school and have children that were currently in the school and and possibly were graduating and also featured the covers of every yearbook in there at, at one point in time or another. And the person that they put in there for our year, I have no fucking idea who is. <laughs> I was like, I, my daughter showed me the picture and I was like, I, 
I have no idea. And apparently whatever my yearbook quote was, she told it to me once before. I have no clue what it meant. <laughs> 25 years made me forget whatever it was because it was like an inside joke thing. She's like, oh, hey, you said so-and-so will get this. And I looked at it and I went, I don't even know who the fuck that is. <laughs> Do you still have our yearbook? I I'm sure I have it around somewhere. Because I was I, gonna have, I was gonna send you the picture and uh, see if you could tell me who it was. Uh, yeah, send me the picture. I, I might be able to tell you who it was. I had a problem with the the yearbook council because I had submitted my end of you know end of my senior quote, and the teacher himself wanted to see me about it, and it was like sailing the high seas of cheese, which was like a Primus reference. Yeah, yeah, of and course. It was about butt puppets or butt pirates, which was a <laughs> common joke of ours back then. And it was just, it, it was like a yar, me mates, sailing the high seas of cheese. And he said, "The high seas? You were clearly talking about marijuana. I'd never touched marijuana in my life at that point in my life." And I was like, fine, I'll just change it to the seas of cheese. It doesn't matter. Guy was a well, dick. My, uh, my, my eldest put in a quote that had an LGBTQ uh, connotation to it, and they fucking edited it and only used the first two words and then, like, the last word and put dot, 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 dot in for the rest of it. Like, how <sighs> shitty is that? Yeah, that sucks. That, that kind of censorship does not belong in a personal fucking quote. Now, yes, if you were in there like, I'm going to fuck all the veg and smoke all the weed, I could see them being like, yeah, that, that's not going to happen. Yeah. But when you're putting in a quote in there, you know, that has, it's not like it was offensive at any level. No matter who you are, you wouldn't have looked at this and been like, oh, my God, I'm offended by that. Well, I mean, unless... You know, you're a total fucking prude um, who doesn't want to have any kind of recognition for the LGBTQIA plus community. Uh, but yeah, they edited it. Well, and I was kind. I was kind of put off by that. They're they're kowtowing to that person you just described. Oh that's, yeah, that's what they're doing. Yeah. Is they don't want a, a complaint from anyone, including that person. And well, they, they know got that, complaints well, <laughs> because they edited it. Yeah, edited it. That's a hard word to say. Edited. Yeah, you don't know when to stop. I know I'm doing it wrong. Edited it. Edited. That's too many, isn't it? Yes, it was. Edited. Edited. <laughs> it's edited. Not edited. edited. <laughs> That's a fun thing to say. That'd, yeah. be, that'd be a great sobriety test. Could you say edited for me, please? <laughs> edited. <laughs> Put a few too many edited's on that one. <laughs> you, would, you would fail without anything in your system. <laughs> <laughs> And <laughs> <laughs> like after a while the word ceases to have any meaning to you and it just there's a lot of words out. like that like words that you say and i'll sit there and i'll be like is that really a word am i saying it wrong and it's a word that i've used my entire life and i'm like that doesn't sound right no that can't yeah. be right and then i'll write it down and i'll spell check it and i'm like no that's right and then i'm like this doesn't sound right to me yeah, I can't the think word, of a word right off the top of my head right now, but I know what you're talking edited. about. That word isn't <laughs> that word doesn't sound right today. That's that's how I always think of it. Is like, yeah, that word feels off today. Yeah, like, it was. I, it's obviously the word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, my, you know, the bird's the word. Bird, bird, bird. The bird's the word. You know the bird, bird, bird. I always thought that one song Wipeout was weird because of that laugh at the beginning of it. Yeah, that laugh is kind of strange. I imagine that that laugh must be coming because I actually uh, I love the Ventures, which is or who uh, the most famous version of that song comes from, uh -huh. and I can actually play it probably in the definitely in the wrong key, but still. Uh, that was one of the first things that I learned. I taught myself when I was learning how to play guitar. But uh, I imagine that it's like a a a dorky bully is laughing because you got knocked off your board. That yeah. that's what that that's what that's supposed to be. 
I think. Yeah, it just it sounds like a wild person, like an insane, like a like a mad criminal villain. It could you be know? that too. You know, like like <laughs> like a, like a like a comic book villain. Yeah. <laughs> Wipe out. <laughs> I didn't tell you what else I did this week. Something else that was noteworthy. While I was fixing my bike, sweating my ass off, wearing a moisture-wicking T-shirt. Are you are you aware of moisture-wicking technology? Of course I am. Uh, yeah, well, basically what that means is it the shirt gets fucking soaked really quick. Yeah. But uh, I leaned over to do something. I couldn't feel the heat. I accidentally touched the exhaust pipe with my side. Couldn't feel the heat immediately because of the moisture-wicking shirt. And then it became hotter than the fires of Hades. And I ended up with like a big fucking blister on the side of my rib cage because of it. Nice. And it hurt for about uh, maybe about three, four hours, and then it stopped hurting. And I kind of forgot it was there. And today I went to scratch my side because I was itchy, and I ripped the fucking thing wide open. Oh. So, like, this fresh, you know, almost, like, pulsating skin underneath of it was sticking out. And I'm like, oh, my God, it hurt so bad. Oh. That was that so was you my, just uh, you just split open like a fucking grape. Yeah, like, like yeah, like like a like a water blister. Yeah, it was terrible. Oh, that's horrible. Oh man, I, I made everybody nauseous. uncomfortable with that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way to bring the fucking podcast to a screeching. Uh, yep, 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 yep. Oh, <laughs> wow. I don't, I don't know why I brought Santa Claus into this. There's always there's always room for Santa and Jello. <laughs> and Jello, exactly. That's well. I mean, they're one and the same, right? He has a uh, oh, a belly oh. like a bowl full of Jello. I thought I it was they jelly. jelly. They do yeah. say jelly, but jelly doesn't shake like Jello does. No. You've eaten the McRib sandwich. No. You love them. No, I've you never don't had like one. Them. I've never had one. You've never had one. Never had one. I didn't have one until a couple of years ago because, you know, it's like one of those fleeting things. It's like a shamrock shake. You blink your eyes and it's gone. Yeah. Well, the local, what used to be Hess, and now I think they're all called Speedways, have a uh, like a barbecue rib sandwich that's just like the McRib with pickles on top and everything. Dude, it's so good. I'm not a big it's fan of pickles. So good. I always I always skip on the pickles. No, no pick- I'm telling you, in this case, it works like like a Cuban sandwich. The Cuban sandwich is like a slightly thicker cut ham, uh, usually with Swiss cheese, pickles, and mustard on it. Oh man, without without the pickles, it wouldn't be the same. Well, it be. I'm just not a fan of pickles. Yeah, that's all right. I mean, you don't have to be. I, will, I, I eat I plenty will. for both of us. Okay. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do. I love pickles. You know, I, I'm just I, saying. I, I am always happy to lend a pickle to a friend. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I heard. I'm the guy who fills out an application. It says sex, and I'm like, yes, please. Because <laughs> I'm that giving kind of person. And taking. Yeah. Giving and taking and butt shaking and midnight Ooh, baking. Leaf and, yeah. Leaf raking and point taking and... Oh, bow shaking. I don't that doesn't sound good. And and yeah, bow cake, shaking cake yeah. baking and and uh orgasm faking. Oh, how about oat flaking? What? Oat flaking. Oat flaking. Yeah. You know, like uh, like oat flakes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you got it now. Oat flaking. And everybody, so, I just, so explain, please, please describe what oat flaking means. What is it? Uh, yeah, what is like it to you, oat flake as a verb? I, for me, it's when you open up a pack of instant oatmeal and drop it into the bowl. You're you're oat flaking right there. You're letting those okay. flakes just fly. Okay. You didn't think I had anything, did you? I did. Oh, I did. I did. All yeah, right. That's right. I used to collect silver. I did not. That's fascinating. Yeah, I have uh, some silver. Not a lot of it, like 
I don't know, maybe like three ounces, something like that. Um, it's probably worth about 50 bucks. <laughs> now, well, hey, anything or something is, I don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> Go well, ahead. Thank, thank you for that insightful comment. <laughs> you know, that's, uh, that's what anyway, I'm here for. When I bought it, it was like 20 bucks for an ounce. And bucks for an ounce. How long ago was that? This was like 10, 15 years ago. Hmm. So I bought a couple ounces and then I I just let them sit in a box in my safe. And then I checked them like I wouldn't say about eight years ago. Hey, you know what, man? I just looked at the clock and we're running a little long. That's probably a story for another time. You sure. think? Yeah. 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 Story for All another right. time. Yeah. We want to think None of my that... stuff was a story for another time. Yours is. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank I'm you sorry. all for listening to story time with Tom and Mike. We hope you enjoy it as much as we enjoy giving it to you. And giving it to you like like I'm going to give it to a can of cream corn. I don't even know what that means, but it sounds really dirty and disgusting. 